This podcast is brought to you by Tropos, weather and forecast for humans. No dew points or ads, just information you can act on. Get it now at troposweather.com or search for Tropos on the iOS app store. Hey everybody, so very quickly, we said we were going to be away this week, but um, we actually had a small snippet of a conversation that Sean and I had after our episode recently, and we thought we'd run that for you this week. It's very brief, but uh, here it is. So I had an interesting experience with rails that, I mean, I guess I always knew about this about our test coverage, but it still kind of shocked me. So um, Prem, who's one of our coworkers in the Boston office, uh, made a change that we've been wanting to make for a while, which changed action controller parameters to no longer inherit from hash. Right. And everything is broken. So action controller parameters used to inherit from hash. Right. It no longer does. Right. Now active record is broken? Yes. Well, specifically passing an instance of action controller parameters to active record in many cases is broken because we don't have an integration test suite. So you have nothing that tests like that the values passed into new when they are an active controller, action controller parameters object rather than a hash. Right. Works. Okay. We have tests that say when we pass this object, which tries to act like a, a mock of action controller parameters, it works. Uh, but... <laughs> Not nearly exhaustively enough. And so two, there's basically two, two classes of things that broke. Either things calling uh, methods that uh, aren't implemented on action controller parameters, like um, within different access, which as we run into those, we do then just stop and think about it and ask ourselves, like, do we need to, should, does, does it make sense to implement it on uh, parameters? And we th- uh, with, with, for within different access, for example, we explicitly decided no. Um, and is, this the other like, one, is this the kind of thing where there's like the object now just guards the hash that is that is yes. composes it, and then you could like if you wanted within different access, you could just delegate within different access to that hash, but decided right, not to. and then you'd wrap it again, and that way we never accidentally lose uh, protection by having a method on hash that wasn't implemented on action controller parameters. Right. This sounds like the the change that Prem made. To be clear, sounds good. <laughs> like, oh yes, no, this is a good want... change. I'm not right. trying to blame anybody. I'm saying, but uh, there's a it, it exposes a deeper problem, which is that that should not have been mergeable. Like our test suite shouldn't have passed. Right. The change was great, um, but I'm I'm very worried that that change that great change was merged in with a green test suite and things are broken. And so the other type of thing that 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 breaks is when we're doing is a hash, which used to return true for this and now isn't. Right. So I've got an issue that's open, and my proposed solution to this is um, what we should do is create a simple Rails app that has like minimal happy path common usage of every feature of Rails. Uh, and when I and I guess my granularity of like defining what a feature is is uh, like if you look at Act Record Base, which is basically just including a ton of modules, each of those modules is basically a feature. And it's a, it can get a little bit more granular, less granular, but that's and and most of this is specifically how Active Record interacts with everything else, and maybe how the view layer interacts with the router. But for the most part, it's how Active Record interacts with the form builder, or how Active Record interacts with parameters and stuff like that. Um, but anyway, so then we write a test suite for this Rails app, and then that app's test suite is part of the Rails test suite. So I've got one, uh, I need to follow up with him. I've got one of my Turing students working on just getting like the scaffolding for that setup. So figuring out where in our, in our code base this should live and like how to set it up so that 
running a Rails app test suite can be part of the Rails gem test suite and have it use the code from the gem, not code from the code, not code from the gem, <laughs> um, and so on and so forth. But then still just have it be empty and like have one test that's assert true. And then maybe even a test that says that a test in there that says assert false fails the Rails test suite. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> anyway, but that way we can start because I don't want I don't think it's a reasonable undertaking, nor would I want to review a pull request that is tested every feature of Rails. Right. Um, but so that way then we can have smaller pull requests, added tests for use of with nested attributes. Right. Or accepts nested attributes, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I've always sort of know, known it. We have a bunch of we have good unit test coverage, but this just really threw me back a little bit about how important integration test coverage is and how little of that we actually have. Yeah, on Rails, that's pretty scary. I guess you could certainly write a test that would trap the issue you're talking about without having to have a Rails app. Yeah, no, you could. I mean, we could solve this just by writing more explicit integration tests, but I'd rather go full out and test the entire stack. Right. I mean, and, and that's sort of, um, actually, we do have one thing that's close to it, which just doesn't run on pull requests, but uh, the Agile Web Development with Rails book. Hmm. does, to a certain extent, qualifies this, but it doesn't have usage of every feature. Like, for example, I don't think the book ever uses accepts nested attributes. Right. Because um, there's an automated test suite that says everything that the book says is true is true. Oh. So is, that like, the, is that, what's the publisher's name again? I can't remember. Uh, Prague. Prague. Is that their test suite, or is that like somebody was like, hey, let's run this test suite. <laughs> let's grab it from Prague Prague. Uh, I think it's both. Oh, like, interesting. The original author of of version one was David. So, yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, and now Sam Ruby maintains the book. But yeah, anyway, like I thought there was. I don't know if there was uh, if there is anything to have a discussion about there. But that was just the most interesting thing that's happened to me in the last two weeks. That was in, you know shocking. I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think that is going to be interesting because I suspect that. That is going to be something. If people do test the betas, they're going to find something. Somebody is going to find a few things, right? That they're doing with parameters that they can no longer do with parameters. No, and that, and that's fine. But I, I, I don't, I'm even tempted to market as release blocker just because I I don't feel like I can be confident that Active Record works. That seems smart to me. It. Like this needs another look. But <laughs> when is it? when are we talking about? Are we still talking like sometime end of August for for a beta? Probably. We we haven't discussed an actual date yet, but yeah most likely it'll be it'll be around there i mean i guess we can do the test suite by then yeah seems okay i mean certainly for you know the high level active record action controller interactions all the way from the router if you want right but again it has to be like with specific features enabled right so dot new i don't think ever broke but uh this was specifically if you if you were using accepts nested attributes for oh interesting i didn't see that coming okay yeah Hmm. or like if you assign it through an association, stuff like that. Hmm. Like if you do it, you know, dot uh, association equals array of hashes. No, that's still accepts as attributes. There was another one that involved associations. I don't remember what it was. Current user dot post dot build or something. That worked fine. Yep, I think that's what it was. I should still be calling dot new on active record, but I don't know. I don't know anyway, but I don't want to rely on the beta to catch all of these. Yeah. Definitely. And you don't want to you don't want to get to the beta and everybody like people who actually do install it, like every single person is like, yeah, this was a problem. <laughs> like yeah. you want to at least do a little bit of work beforehand. Uh, yes. Yeah. Well, and more than like manually doing Rails new and clicking through and trying to figure out right. what could have broke. And and definitely doing something better than grepping for is a hash. Because <laughs> <laughs> those are the ones that are, that scare me because those could just be subtle. Right. We'll just override is a. And when past hash, <laughs> respond true. 
This is exactly why I do class triple equals everywhere. <laughs> like all new code that I introduce always does class triple equals over is a. Can I just override triple equals? On the on class? Sure. <laughs> yeah. I know how to screw with Sean now. <laughs> you, I mean, like, but you would, if you wanted to, I guess the, yeah, the way you could do it is you could override triple equals on the hash class singleton object to if passed actually controller parameters return true. But that's the thing about class triple equals is it's being called on the class that you want to know, not the class that the object actually is. So you wouldn't override it on parameters. You'd have to override it on hash. Right. Which, as you know, we never, ever monkey patch hash in Rails. <laughs> Rails is that very anti-monkey patch in general. Yes. Yeah. All uh, right. Good luck with that. Thanks. <laughs> Show notes for this episode can be found at bikeshed.fm slash 28. As always, ratings and reviews on iTunes are much appreciated. If you want to get in touch with us about this episode or any of our other episodes, you can tweet us at underscore bike shed, email us at hosts at bikeshed.fm, or leave feedback on the website. As always, thanks for listening to the Bike Shed, and we'll see you next time.